Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. I do want to encourage you, if you've not already, to pick up a copy of uh, my books, All I Needed to Know I Learned from Columbo, and All I Needed to Know I Learned from Dragnet. Each book examines the careers and history of seven great fictional detectives and policemen, as well as life lessons that can be learned from them. Uh, the books are available as ebooks or also as audiobooks through audible.com or the iTunes Store. You can find all my books, audiobooks, and ebooks at store.greatdetectives.net. Well, now it's time for this week's episode of Mystery is My Hobby, and the title is Radio Comedian's Duel. Mystery is my hobby. For more than two years, a pair of top-flight radio comedians, Kit Fairfax and Jay Hardy by name, had been delighting millions of listeners from coast to coast with a friendly feud which they'd been carrying on over the air. On the afternoon our story opens, Inspector Noah Danton had called at my apartment and said that he'd received a mysterious phone call in which some unknown person had told him that Kit Fairfax was to be murdered during his broadcast scheduled for that evening. Now, Noah Danton isn't the type of man to be taken in by crackpot telephone messages. And so... When he urged me to accompany him to the broadcasting studio, I readily agreed. All right, just to show you I'm no cheapskate, I'm getting a cocktail party up in my room after the broadcast, and you're all invited. The only thing is, you'll have to bring your own liquor. <laughs> bring your own liquor. You and about 20 million others, Inspector. By the way, did it ever occur to you that Hardy and Fairfax might be serious about some of those insults they hurl at each other? Ah, uh, but you're smart enough to know that's exactly what Hardy and Fairfax want people to think. Maybe. That they are serious. They work at it. That's why it's such a good game. Exactly. It's a very convincing routine. Almost too convincing. Huh? Say, nobody's tipped you off to anything, have they? No, no, no. Just making idle conversation. You know, Inspector, I was a little bit surprised to find you waiting outside the studio with a couple of tickets in your hand when I arrived tonight. Well, now, think of that. That's what I call gratitude. Here I go to the trouble of getting you a free ticket to a bus. Oh, thank you, Bob. Ladies and gentlemen, Jay Hardy and Kit Fairfax will be back in a moment. Meanwhile, a serious question. Have you put a black mark against every suggestion of black marketing? We set up price controls to protect ourselves against runaway, uncontrolled price rises. Wait, uh, that, hey, then, that was uh, a shot. Probably caught the sound effect. Not while the commercial is on. Uh, there wasn't anything phony about that. Mr. Fairfax has been stopped. Holy smoke. Come on, Bart. Right with you, Inspector. You better keep the crowd from leaving till we find out what the score is. Yeah. Hey, you want to lock those doors? All right, all right. Take it easy now, folks. One side, bigger, ladies. Here we 
be on, Inspector. Through this door. Which way now? This door here opens onto the stage, I think. Please, to shoot himself. No, he didn't. He ain't going to pin this on me. Mr. Hardy shot him. Oh, so Mr. Hardy... Shut your mouth, Gabby. Now, wait a minute, you guys. Now, Hardy shot him. I seen him do you it. You what? Why, you dirty liar. You choking And like me, Hardy. I can tell a lot more. Don't forget that. Hey, what is Stop this? Break it up. Get away from him, Hardy. Slap happy. Bodyguard is nuts. Yeah. Kit was my best friend. It's ridiculous to think that Jake could do such a thing. Well, now, think of that. Just one big happy family, eh? Everybody loves everybody else. Inspector, perhaps it would be better if we adjourned to Hardy's dressing room. I'm sure his description of how he discovered the body will make uh, interesting listening. Good idea. Okay, everybody, in you go. Might as well go there as anywhere else. Okay, Hardy, let's hear it. And don't leave out any details. The rest of you keep quiet. Well, there isn't much to tell. After we finished our turn, Kit and I came off the stage. Kit is an inveterate tea drinker. Thinks he does no more cups a day. Says he gave him a lift. Formed the habit of sneaking back to his dressing room for tea during the band number. The commercial follows the band, so he had about two minutes. Gabby here always had a hot cup ready just at the right time. Here's about the way it happened with... Show's going all right, isn't it, Jay? Yes, well, rolled him in the arms with that last gag. Oh, it was the build-up you gave me, boy. Hey, how about a spot of tea? No, thanks. I've got to make a phone call. See you in about two minutes. All right. All right. Hello, operator? This is Jay Hardy. Yes, 
Uh, Will you get me the passenger agent of the American Airlines, please? Yes, yes, that's right. I'll hang on. What the devil? Good heavens, Kit. Holy smoke, he's been shot. Here's a gun. Hey, what's the matter? Gabby, Kit's been hurt. Get hold of Craig. Jeepers, he's been shot. There's blood all over. Take it easy. Getting excited won't help. Let's do as I say and... You shot him. Don't be a dope. I didn't shoot him. You done it. You got the gun in your hand right now. You shot him. Mr. Fairfax been shot. Oh, come back there, you crazy lug. Well, that's all there was to it. Gabby lost his head and went running out onto the stage yelling like a wild man. Uh, okay. Now, Gabby, what's this story of yours about seeing Mr. Harley shoot your boss? Oh, he's lying. Gabby hated Jay because Jay wouldn't give him a job. Please, Miss Gale, your turn will come. Well, Gabby? Hardy had the gun in his hand. He was standing over the dead body. Ain't that enough? Hardly. Inspector, do you mind if I ask a few questions? Go ahead, Bart. Mr. Hardy, did you have the gun in your hand? Well, yes, as a matter of fact, I did. You see, it was quite a shock finding Kit like that. I was dazed. I, I didn't realize what I was doing. But you weren't too dazed to hide the gun under the body. Is that correct? Well... Knowing that Gabby thought I shot Kit, I, I didn't want to get... Oh, this is utterly ridiculous, cross-examining poor Jay. But you men don't seem to realize that Jay's an artist. By the way, Miss Gale, weren't you supposed to be engaged to Fairfax? Why, I... Well, not really. It was a... It was a sort of a publicity stunt to build up the show. I see. Where were you when the shot was fired, Miss Gale? Why, I... I was in my dressing room. I'll bet, Miss Gale. A moment ago, you mentioned that Gabby hated Mr. Hardy because Mr. Hardy wouldn't give him a job. Yes, I did. And it's true. But why? Because Kit Fairfax fired Gabby just before tonight's broadcast. Gabby asked Jay for a job, and Jay turned him down. Is that right, Harvey? Yes, it is. You see, tonight was Kit's last night on the air. You mean Kit Fairfax was going off the air? When did this happen? Well, he planned to make the announcement at the end of tonight's show. Not many people knew it. Kit's been suffering from heart trouble. The physician ordered him to take a long rest. I see. Then tonight was the first time the public would know that Fairfax's program had been canceled, huh? Yes. Kit was also going to announce that from now on, Amanda would be singing on my show. That's a lie. Miss Gale was supposed to be in love with Mr. Fairfax. When he told her he had to quit the radio account he was sick, she begins to make passes and party. I won't. I'm going to tell what happened. Yeah. That coming rat. One more yip out of you. Buddy, I told you once to lay off that rough stuff. Now I'm going to have... Just a minute, Inspector. Yeah, what's eating you, Bart? Before you do anything drastic, do you mind if I ask our friend Gabby a few questions? Well, no, I suppose not, but... uh... Gabby, tell me, where were you when the shot was fired? I was in Mr. Fairfax's dressing room where I was supposed to be. And you heard the shot quite plainly. Sure, you could hear it all over the place. And what did you do? I already told you. I run to the door, flung it open, and I And did it. you run to the door and fling it open immediately after you heard the shot? Uh, sure, I Inspector, did. Inspector, I'm afraid that Gabby is the man you should arrest. What do you mean, arrest me? What for? I didn't do nothing. Fairfax's body was found in the hallway between his dressing room and the stage. That's right, isn't it, Inspector? Why, yes, but... Uh... The room we're in now is Mr. Hardy's dressing room. It's located farther away from the stage. So that means Gabby had about half as far to go to reach the body as Hardy. But you got something there. Yes, if Gabby ran out of the door immediately after the shot was fired, he'd naturally be the first to reach the body. Holy smoke, why didn't I think of that? Yeah, why didn't you? Well, maybe when I get through, none of you will wish you had. Put down that gun. I'll put it down when I get ready. 
He ain't gonna arrest me. You think just because I'm a punk you can hang this murder on me, huh? I know your game. You don't want the public to know it was that panty-waist Hardy that murdered Kit Fairfax. You don't want them to even think that Hardy and Fairfax was good friends because it would be bad publicity. So you're gonna spin the rap on me. Well, you ain't gonna get away with it. Yeah, yeah, you ain't gonna get away with it. Help, my Sergeant Carter. Just in time, Mr. Flagg, come in. Gabby, what are you doing with that gun? Put it away, put it away. I hate the sight of guns. Well, you're gonna hate the sight of this one more than most. I suppose you think that I killed Mr. Fairfax, too, I huh? think that you killed... What? No such thing, Gabby. On the contrary, I know you didn't. What's huh? that What the devil do you mean, Flag? Precisely what I said, Inspector Danton. Your friend, Medical Examiner Ryan, has arrived. He's examined the body, and he states positively that Kit Fairfax was dead before the bullet penetrated his heart. <laughs> he was poisoned. <laughs> practically have the murderer on ice, then the medical examiner throws a monkey wrench in the works by telling us that Fairfax is poison. <laughs> we can't expect all the breaks, Inspector. Here's Fairfax dressing room. Let's take a look. Quite a place. Looks just like all the others. But what did you expect? Burning infants in a gorgeous blonde reclining on a chaise lounge? Yeah. Wouldn't have surprised me any. What have you got there? Fairfax teacup. Yes, it smells of poison, all right. Strickland, I think. So what does that prove? Nothing. Any one of a dozen people could have dumped poison in that mug of tea. That's not quite true, Inspector. You know, Fairfax had only a few minutes. He probably gulped the tea without tasting the poison. So what does that add up to? Did Gabby dump the poison in? No, no. It was Gabby who shot Fairfax, remember? If he poisoned the tea, he wouldn't have shot him. Yeah, I know. By the way, I've been thinking about that. About what? About the way you tricked Gabby to show his hand. Tricked? Why, Inspector? Well, if it had been Hardy who did the shooting, he would have had to leave his room before Gabby heard the shot. That would have placed him in the corridor exactly as Gabby described. Yes, it certainly would. I'll get it. Hello? Yeah, he's here. It's for you, Bart. Thank you, Inspector. Drake speaking. What? Oh, splendid. Thank you very much. That was a studio switchboard operator. I asked her to check any calls made from Hardy's dressing room tonight. Yeah? Hardy put through a call at 716 to American Airlines. He broke off in the middle of it. So that means he was telling the truth. He wasn't in the corridor when the shot was fired. Gabby was lying. It was Gabby who shot Fairfax, all right. After Fairfax drank his tea and left, Gabby probably opened the door, took a quick shot at him, ducked back into the room and waited until we heard Hardy running along the corridor. Well, I'll be... But Fairfax was dead on his feet when Gabby plugged him. Poisoned. Yes, and I think the answer to that poisoning is right here in this room. What do you mean? I'm not sure yet. There's something here that shouldn't be, or there's something missing that should be here. I don't get it. Neither do I. Inspector, poisons are usually kept in some kind of container. They're not carried around loosely. What are you driving at? Just this. Whoever put that poison in the tea must have had a box or a bottle of some sort. Inspector. Huh? There's someone in that closet. I just saw the door move. Oh, there is, is there? I'll just get out my gun and... Uh... 
Okay, come on out and with your hands up. Oh, so you're going to play hard to get, huh? Bart, flatten yourself up against the wall and jerk the door open. Right, Inspector. Well, my stars and garters, you've certainly got a nerve. Well, if it isn't Fanny Waste himself, okay, Flag, what's the gimmick? Hmm. I won't talk to there. Won't. Hey, this guy's been reading too many books. Look, Angel Eyes, don't make me sore, will you? I'm just a poor cop trying to do his duty. What were you doing in that trunk? Don't yell at me like that, you... You thing. Perhaps I can answer your question for you, Inspector. Probably as Fairfax's manager, Mr. Flagg wanted to look over some of his uh, papers. Yes, yes, that's exactly right. And I think it's simply wonderful of you for thinking of it, Mr. Drake. Oh, yeah? Then why did you hide in the closet when you heard us coming? Because I like to listen to other people's conversations. I adore eavesdropping. I give up. I didn't poison Kip Fairfax, though, if that's what you're thinking. Oh, I simply hate people who poison other people. So you need to excuse me of it. Do you mind if I ask you a few questions? Why, of course not, Mr. Drake. Thank you. As Mr. Fairfax's manager, I suppose you handled all his affairs. Naturally. You'd uh, see that he had comfortable accommodations, attend to his needs, things like that? Mm, of course. Then, of course, you'd provide him with a teapot and cup. Hey, that's an angle. Nice work, Bart. All right, Angel Eyes, how about it? <laughs> My stars and goddess, what a silly question. Of course I'd prefer... <coughs> yeah. Oh! Well... Oh, oh, it's a trick. Oh, you're trying to trap me into saying that I... Oh, Mr. Drake, I'm furious at you. I'm simply furious at you. Well, I'll not stay here another minute. I'm going to leave this in. Hey, come back here. And me, standing here with a gun in my hand, watching him walk out. <laughs> he can't get very far, Inspector, but I'd track him down if I were you. You bet your sweet life I'll track him down. <laughs> Operator, this is Barton Drake. I'd like to be connected with my office, please. Yes, that's right. The number... Come in. Why, Miss Gale, I've been expecting you. You have? Yes. You've been waiting for an opportunity to talk to me, so I arranged to be here alone for a talk, right? Why, yes. You want to assure me that it wasn't Jay Hardy who poisoned Fairfax? Yes, I... I did. Well, how did you know? It's quite obvious that you're in love with Hardy, Miss Gale. You'd hate to see his career ruined by the publicity he'd get if he were arrested. Why, that's it exactly. Well, you do understand, don't you? I was afraid you wouldn't. But Jay couldn't have murdered Kit. He's an artist and an idealist. He couldn't murder anyone. Oh, I think this whole thing is terrible. Oh, there, there, Miss Gale. (laughs) Here, take my handkerchief. Yours is all stained and wet. I guess this isn't the first time you've broken down tonight. Oh, thank you. No, it isn't. I, well, I've tried to pretend that I wasn't upset for Jay's sake. I know. <laughs> I guess I haven't been very successful at it. I think you're a brave girl. Could you tell me, Miss Gale, did Fairfax and Hardy dislike each other as much as they pretended on their shows? <laughs> It was all a gag to arouse public interest. I see. A month ago, Kit's doctors told him he'd have to... Well, he'd have to quit radio. Well, Kit and Jay and I talked it over. We didn't tell anyone else. Tonight, Kit was going to announce that Jay had won me away from him. In the feud, I mean. And that was the reason he was quitting radio. We wanted to keep the gag running until Kit was well enough to come back on the air. I see. Sure, people have a curious way of doing things, but... What was that? Sounded like a shot. Oh, it came in the direction of Jay's dressing room. Come back here, you! 
What happened, Inspector? Oh, that dumb truck of a bodyguard took a pot shot at Hardy. That guy must have an arsenal. Jay! It's Jay! No, Gabby missed him a mile. Oh, that fat-headed bodyguard. Oh, Jay, are you all right? Sure. I'm okay, honey. They get Gabby? It certainly appears so. He's not hurt. I only winged him. Get dirty copper. I'll get you for this. I'll get you for... Oh, that's what they all say. Well, what happened, Jay? I was calling up American Airlines to make my reservations. I saw Gabby's reflection in the mirror. You were making your reservations, Mr. Hardy. Yes. Is there anything wrong with that? You use the singular pronoun. Weren't you taking Miss Gale with you? Didn't you tell us she was to sing on your program in Chicago tomorrow night? Why, yes, but... I I see. Inspector, I think you'd better inform Mr. Hardy that he won't be taking any airplane tonight. Yeah, another dressing room. Holy smoke, how do these actors stand those lousy cubbyholes? the devil are you looking for? I'm playing a game, Inspector. Button, button, who's got the tea leaves? Tea leaves? Yes. There weren't any in the cup that Fairfax drank from. See most anywhere around here, I suppose. No one would be dumb enough to throw them in a wastebasket. On the contrary, Inspector, if the person were smart, he'd throw them away in the most obvious place. Thinking, of course, we'd never look there. Yeah, I can't see what a handful of tea leaves is going to get us. Possibly nothing. Let's see now. Some old press clippings, theater programs... Couple of letters. What's the matter? I found it. Say, what the? See, that looks like a tea bag. That's exactly what it is, Inspector. A tea bag. Some of the tea leaves had been removed and poison substituted. Well, I'm be then. That's how. Yes, this tea bag could have been prepared by the murderer days ago and placed in a box with other tea bags. Inspector, now I know who murdered Kit Fairfax. <laughs> bag in the cup himself. Yes, he gulped down the tea, then headed back for the stage. He was probably just about to collapse when Gabby shot him. Okay. Now, who was it that... Don't move, you love. I've been standing outside listening. Clever of you, Drake. The blonde singer, and she's got a gun, too. Well, now, think of that, Neither eh? of you are going to be able to think of anything in about a minute. Drake, it's a pity I have to do this. I was really beginning to think you were an all right guy. I'm flattered, Miss Gale. Sticking your nose into crimes that don't concern you is bad medicine. Say, by the way... How, how did I know it was you who poisoned the tea bags? Oh, <laughs> woman's curiosity can always be depended upon. Never mind the cracks. I'm sorry. It was like this, Miss Gale. First, there was something missing from Fairfax's dressing room. Remember, Inspector? Yeah, I remember. I didn't realize what had happened until I saw Miss Gale's stained and moist handkerchief. My handkerchief? Yes, your tears touched me, Miss Gale, but it occurred to me... That a woman as charming as yourself would not carry about a handkerchief that was stained an ugly brown. Now I get it. The babe here sneaked into Fairfax's dressing room, wrapped up the tea bag in her handkerchief, and took it away. That's how she destroyed the evidence. Yes, that was what bothered me. Tea cannot be made without tea leaves. I could find neither a tea bag nor loose leaves anywhere in the room. 
It was Miss Gale's stained handkerchief that made me curious. So I had my office check up on your past, Miss Gale. Why? I wanted a motive for your murdering Kit Fairfax. Miss Gale, why didn't you divorce your first husband? He wouldn't give me a divorce, rat, so I left him. I changed my name and I got a job singing with Kit. Sure, I made passes at Jay when I found out that Kit was leading radio. I was on the way up and I wanted to stay there. Well, how did I know Jay was going to fall in love with me and want me to marry him? Well, I didn't do any more than any other dame would have done who wanted to get somewhere. Well, I would have married Jay if he'd insisted. Then that lousy husband of mine turned up and got the Kit. Kit and Jay were friends. Good friends. Kit didn't want to see Jay get mixed up in anything that would harm his career. He told me that unless I laid off Jay, he'd spill what he knew. So you decided the Kit had to be eliminated. Yes, and I would have gotten away with it, too, if you hadn't interfered. I'm still going to get away with it because right now... I saw it and got us another gun. Grab her, Inspector. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Miss, I got her. Grab the gun. Yeah. Oh, this is dreadful. We simply can't have this sort of thing, you know. Okay, but... You can let her go. I've got the bracelets on her lily white wrist. Right. Well, it hadn't been for that dumb manager. I, I, why, I had nothing to do with it. Nothing at all. My stars and gods. And look, Bart, the next murder that comes up, let me handle it, will you? Inspector, how can you ask when you know that mystery is my hobby? Welcome back. Well, the idea of the comedian's feud definitely evokes Jack Benny and Fred Allen, who through kind of serendipitous uh, circumstances started this joke feud forum that continued for the rest of Fred Allen's life. And they really milked it for ratings on both of their programs. It did turn out, coincidentally, and based on what we know of the age of these programs, they couldn't have known this, but Fred Allen would have to stop doing his weekly uh, radio program for health reasons. Though, uh, what we did here was definitely had some shades of Jack Benny with this idea of uh, how cheap he was. Though I should say uh, there were other radio comedians who used the cheap gag in various ways. You, you, you could hear it on... Uh, Burns and Allen, or uh, there were a few episodes making fun of uh, George Burns' tape, or, or even the Alan Young show. Uh, but really, I think the way they were playing it was definitely in a way that really strongly was uh, reminiscent of Jack Benny. One of my big problems with this episode is that Barton Drake calls his office uh, to get information he needs for the solution. In 42 episodes, it's never been mentioned before that he has an office. Or why he would have someone in the office who could quickly research uh, marriage records. I mean, if he was fairly successful, I could see him having a secretary or maybe a research assistant, but even that seems to be a stretch, given all the stuff that Barton Drake knows off the top of his head. I will be very surprised if in the remaining episodes of Mystery is My Hobby that this office is ever mentioned again. But I do appreciate the idea of being able just to pull a fictional office out of your hat to solve a case. 
I thought it was a bit amusing that the murderess uh, concluded that he wasn't a good guy just because he happened to solve the case. Like, I thought you were a good guy, and then you figured out that I committed the murder, so I don't think that anymore. Some people. Okay, well, listener comments and feedback now. Well, we have uh, this comment from Bill. Uh, Bill writes, Was the person who played the victim the same person who was the Rexall pharmacist on the sponsored episodes of Richard Diamond? Also, I've noticed that since the first of the year, you've been saying uh, uh, Seamus. Uh, was that a New Year's resolution? Okay, well, uh, first of all, I honestly uh, don't know. It did not stand out to me. And... Uh, yeah, I, I have not heard as many familiar voices, either ones that could be identified with uh, New York or um, or Hollywood, either one, uh, on Mysteries My Hobby, so I haven't noted any. Uh, regarding the Shamus Seamus thing, that was a big debate towards the end of last year. And um, if there's a New Year's resolution, it's mainly to, because I think there's arguments for both ways, is I've kind of gone back and forth. Sometimes I'll say Shamus, sometimes I'll say Seamus. So if you've got a preference one way or another, you'll hear it uh, the way you like it eventually. I'm not probably 100% one way or another, and I'm not trying to be very specifically 50-50, like I'm not going back. Did I say, uh, did I say Seamus or did I say Shamus last time? I'd be like, I think I may have said Seamus, so I'll say Shamus. Or I may have said, think I may have said Shamus and I may say Seamus. But eventually it should all, uh, it should all add up in the course of time. So thanks so much for the question, Bill. And I want to thank Renee for recommending the podcast over on Facebook. Uh, she writes, great place for old-time radio. Well, thank you so much, Renee. And I appreciate whenever anybody uh, leaves a review or recommendation or even just rates the podcast in their favorite uh, app. It does help the show and helps us uh, be able to find new listeners. Well, I also want to go ahead and thank our Patreon supporter of the day. I want to thank Phil. Phil has been one of our Patreon supporters since December of 2019, currently supporting us at the Detective Sergeant level of $7.14 or more per month. Thank you so much for your support, Phil. And that will do it for today. Join us back here tomorrow for yours truly, Johnny Dollar. And we'll be back next Thursday with an episode of Mystery is My Hobby. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Radio Detectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.